Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic podcast number 918, September 7th, 2022. The record high on this date was back in 1976 when we hit 98. And in 1956, the low was 40. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. Hi there. Hi, Joe. We had a fellow shot last night nine times uh, in northeast Minneapolis, and I was wondering where the violence interrupters were because they would almost have had time to get there when you're getting shot nine times. You could make the call and get them over there. It was on the 600 block of 23rd Avenue Northeast, Around 9.15, police say officers responding rendered medical aid until the ambulance could transport the victim to Hennepin Healthcare. Police said that their initial investigation into the incident has revealed that the victim was walking along the avenue when a car pulled up and fired shots at him. Mm. Nine times. He has suffered nine potentially life-threatening gunshot injuries. Okay. Okay. No other victims were identified police, and no one has been arrested. Where are all the community interlopers or interlocutors or protectors? Where are they? Where are they? All the ambassadors and the seven and a half million dollars worth of violence interrupters. They don't do bleep. They took the money. They're all driving BMWs, and they got a house in uh, Naples. Where was the shooting at? Where was Northeast the, Minneapolis. 600 block of, you said, 23rd Avenue? 600 block of 23rd Avenue Northeast. Huh. Tell me your kid does not live on that block. He does not, but that's a relatively nice, quiet neighborhood. It's all residential there. Doesn't make any difference anymore, Kitty. Right. Any oh, part it of doesn't. Well. Let's have a history lesson. Hey. Okay. I'm on to something. All right. I stumbled onto something. We stumbled yesterday onto the fact that uh, we've managed to elect the kinds of people who cannot maintain the basics. They can't maintain infrastructure. They can't bring about safety because they don't prosecute. They think criminals are victims. We've just managed to elect the wrong group of people all over the country. Yes. Mm-hmm. And today I was reading, because among the websites I check every day, I check uh, uh, NPR. Okay. They have a good newsroom. Yeah. And their their agenda is clear. I know what I'm getting into when I I read them. Uh, But they said today they they were waxing eloquently on how the— the potable water problem in Jackson, Mississippi— uh, is historic and due to climate change. Sure, sure. Okay. And, and neither of which is true. And it occurred to me that, well, anyway, I'll, before I get to my lesson, I'll, I, what I did is then I hopped on the internets 
and I looked up the history of uh, flooding in Mississippi and in Jackson, Mississippi, and I learned. I love doing this because I'm learning a lot about the United States. Okay. Uh, For example, we were told that the flooding in eastern Kentucky down in the holler earlier this summer was historic, only to discover there was nothing historic about it. It's happened throughout history. Cyclical. And and now we're told that the history that the flooding in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, is historic. It is not. That is a falsehood. The city of Jackson was founded in 1821. It was the site of a trading post on the bluff on the west bank of the Pearl River. Uh, and we, I, you don't need to know all that history, but it was originally called Lafleur's Bluff, as in Guy Lafleur. Uh, a French-Canadian named Louis Lafleur uh, created the post there, and the town was originally named for him. And we go on to learn that uh, in the mid-20th century, we saw rapid population and economic growth for Jackson and Rankin County. And all along this history has been this flooding. Okay. And... uh, (laughs) They know it well. Yeah. Uh, in In the 60s, after much local effort to obtain assistance... From the federal government, the district and the Corps of Engineers engaged in the planning and construction of roughly 11 miles of levees on the Rankin County side and two miles on the Hines County side. The levee project also channelized the winding Pearl River into a straight line between Hines and Rankin counties in the Jackson metro area. While the levee certainly reduced the frequency of flooding, which had been historically plaguing the city... They were not able to prevent the tremendous human and economic cost of a major flood. This limitation was devastatingly illustrated on Easter Sunday of 1979, when the Pearl reached 43.28 feet and inundated thousands of homes and businesses, causing the tremendous disruption to life, along with about five to $700 million of damage. That would be $1.7 billion today. Uh, the area of western Rankin County affected by the 1979 flood has since seen a massive increase in population, meaning a similar flood event today would likely exact a much higher toll. And we're not seeing that in the current problems in Jackson. What you're seeing is an overwhelming uh uh, demand on water treatment centers, which have not been kept up to snuff. Okay. We learned yesterday, for example, they haven't done as uh, the routine maintenance, even as uh, checking filters, cleaning filters. Uh, four years later, in May of 1983, the Pearl yet again crested at around 39 feet and caused major flooding in Jackson. 500 homes took on water. The New York Times reported $21 million in uh, damage in Jackson alone. 2014, the metro area nearly missed a flood with the potential to cause even more damage than the 1979 flood when a massive rainstorm veered south rather than north. Uh, my point is that the history uh, has been consistent, just as we learned about eastern Kentucky. But you're told by the employees of modern news-gathering institutions that these events are historic. Mm. And it begins to occur to me that for a variety of reasons, uh, and this is just generalizing, the average, uh, the, the, the template, the narrative of the modern news-gathering institution uh, is disabused of the notion of history. They're not, they're, they don't take history into account. And if they don't agree with it, we want to cancel it. Right. And if you think about this logically, this makes sense. Because in the, in the failed academy, we're doing everything possible to not only uh, eliminate history, but in the event we cannot eliminate it, we are rewriting it. And so history has taken on a, a dreadful, dreadful tone insofar as we're not learning history. Mm-hmm. We're not understanding its context. We're not appreciating it. We don't reach to it to understand current problems. And you're seeing that in eastern Kentucky floods. What was that? That was an occasion for the nightly network news to be hysterical about climate change. What are you seeing now with the uh, 
Pearl River situation in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, and its problems with their water treatment plants. You are seeing a chance for the uh, news-gathering institutions to hearken the cry for climate change. And this is historic. No, it's not. It's not historic. And and they're getting away with this. Mm-hmm. They're doing more damage um, than they are good Absolutely. in this case. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And think of the kids in schools. They're not learning history. The failed academy is... Well, they're is, learning the history that they want them to learn. It's not just, this is what happened in 1941. History to these so-called journalists is what a latte, a latte cost a week ago. <laughs> That's what history is to these people. Right. The 1979 Easter flood, how many years ago is 1979? 33? 79. I'm doing 89, that in my head. 39, 33. 09, mm, it's more than 33. No. 21. It's like 50. <laughs> 44. It's 50. 44. 44 years ago. Yep. Nine and four is... Because you got to go 79, you go 21 to get to 2,000, and then you add 23. 20, 22, minus 19, 43, 79, 43. Uh, that comes to 43, Joe. Right. Okay, so 43 years ago, the 1979 Easter flood was among the most costly and devastating floods ever to occur in Mississippi, with five to $700 million in damages. Uh, it was the result of the Pearl where We're not even talking floods this time. We're talking about an overwhelming uh, uh, task that the water treatment plants are failing mm-hmm. to accommodate. Uh, the Pearl River is 490 miles long. It begins in Winston County, Mississippi, and ends at the Mississippi Sound. Uh, northeast of Jackson, the man-made Ross Barnett Reservoir is formed by a dam in the Pearl River. It flooded due to abnormally high rainfall in the preceding months, up to 150% more than usual. That was 43 years ago. The water level reached a record-setting 43.28 feet on April 17, 1979. All right, flood stage in 1979 was considered to be 18 feet. Okay, Uh, so I just looked up the 1979 flood. Okay. (coughs) Excuse me. Copy. But you can you can go back much farther than that. You can you can go back into the twenties. You can go back into the nineteenth century. You can you can do whatever you want to to rest the case that there is absolutely nothing to do with climate change and nothing to do with history or this being historic. You you are being fed a kettle of fish, and you're being fed this nonsense because of laziness and and lack of intelligence on the part of news-gathering institutions, which have as their agenda to report every abnormality in a weather event is now considered to be climate change. And it's not true. Nope. And it's not historic. But it's being accepted as fact. What, what, what is exacerbating and aiding and abetting them in getting away with this is, historically, more people now are affected by abnormalities of nature I don't even know if they're abnormalities. It's just nature. But when Jackson was founded, it wasn't a city of 150,000 people. No. And you mentioned uh, the lack of doing the basics when it comes to government function. Right. You're aware of the Baltimore situation as it relates to water as well. Uh, I guess I'm not. E. coli has been detected in, Uh in water to the point where... Residents of certain areas of Baltimore are told to even boil their water before they take a shower. That's really? how bad their water is. Really? Ooh, ooh. Boy, I had a kid, uh, I had a little kid go to uh, Nokomis the other day with her friend and her Oopsie. friend's mom. Gross. And I got instantly terrified. And yeah. I said, tell that kid to keep her head above water yep. and don't open her mouth because that's the E. coli capital of Minneapolis. Yeah. Well, the kid hasn't been sick, so that's good. Maybe we got away up with an it. immune system maybe, to it. Maybe, maybe that's it. Hiawatha is just one big pool of manure. He's <laughs> right. Now, I'm just laughing at the way he incorrectly pronounces the word. It's manure. What manure? Yeah. No, it's not that's what manure. I said. No, manure. Pat. M a n i r. Yeah, manure. <laughs> Let's exactly return to what what it is. Human kind too. Let's return to. Lovely. Jackson, Mississippi. 
And I was speculating yesterday that the mayor, a guy named Chokwe Lumumba, uh, and I just guessed, and I, of course, turned out to be right, that he has no interest in water. He doesn't know where it comes from, doesn't know what it is, doesn't know what a waste plant does. And I, I, so I did a little homework on Chokwe Antar Lumumba. He's, uh, how old is he? He was born in 1983. Uh he is an American attorney, activist, and politician. He's the 53rd mayor of Jackson, Mississippi. He was first elected in 2017. In the primary, Lumumba soundly won the Democratic nomination, defeating both incumbent mayor Tony Yarber and state senator John Horn. Lumumba went on to win the general election in a landslide. He is a self-described progressive and socialist, Lumumba has also referred to himself as a political revolutionary. Mm. He is the son of former mayor and black nationalist activist Chokwe Lumumba, who served briefly as mayor of Jackson before his death in 2014. Lumumba has two children with his wife, Ebony. Okay. He was uh, uh, elected with 93% of the vote. Woo! Mm. That's a landslide. Wow. Lumumba lit up the left press with the promise delivered later that month, uh, the month being June of 2017, uh, in a speech at the People's Summit in Chicago to make Jackson the most radical city on the planet. Now, those were his goals and his aspirations. Do you think he was thinking about the basics of running the city? My guess was he was not worried about lights and fire hydrants. In the summer of 2018, Lumumba attended Michael Bloomberg's Bloomberg Harvard City Leadership Initiative. Uh, Okay. Uh, Four months later, in November 2018, Bloomberg gave the city of Jackson a million bucks to create art spotlighting food insecurity. What? Yeah. yeah. Lumumba was. uh, uh, What about Lumumba? I don't like Lumumba people. won re-election in 2021 with 70% of the vote. So the people in Jackson, Mississippi, are suffering the pains uh, of this fellow's grand promises of socialism and activism. In the meantime, they can't get a glass of water out of their faucet. Nope. In April 2018, when the Jackson Zoo announced plans to consider moving from its current West Jackson location, Lumumba joined Working Together Jackson, the Zoo Area Progressive Partnership, Rosemont Missionary Baptist Church, and other community groups in an effort to prevent the zoo from moving. He described the proposed plan as disingenuous and mismanaged funds and failed to pay $6 million in water bills. Mm. The mayor took control of the zoo and approved two hundred grand to renovate it. The zoo reopened in August of 2020 under city control. So for some reason, we, we have an operating zoo. In Feb of 2020, Lumumba endorsed Bernie Sanders in the 2020 Democratic Party presidential mm, primaries. Bernie Sanders likely, uh, likewise endorsed Lumumba for re-election in 2021. July 29, 2021, it was announced via Nina Turner's social media that Mayor Lumumba had endorsed her in Ohio's 11th Congressional District 2021 special election, the seat which was left empty when Representative Marsha Fudge was selected by President Joe Biden for HUD secretary. The race garnered nationwide attention as it split the Democratic Party between its progressive and moderate wings. Now, I have a note from Tim Bilstrom, who has lived in Mississippi and is wondering if I have gotten his emails lately. Tim, I have not been. I got this one, but uh, as you note, uh, you speculate that I might have been missing your emails, and I, I have been until today. And he said, uh, actually, I don't think there's any town in Mississippi where you drink the water. <laughs> anyway, if you're curious, check out the history of the current mayor and his father. They were very vocal about black separation. They tried to start their own country of only black, so it's kind of ironic that the son is complaining about white flight. You may have looked into it already, but it's quite interesting about the politics of the father and son. Uh, okay, and I, I did. I looked up. I didn't do much homework on the father who died in 2014, but his son, Chokwe Lumumba, 
which was also his father's name, is the current mayor of Jackson, Mississippi. And uh, because of his socialist leanings and his aspirations for possibly black separatism, I don't know that for a fact, the basics are not being taken care of. You add that to the disingenuousness of the current narrative of this country's news-gathering institutions, and you are essentially lied to about when it comes to the history of things. Uh, history is really taking a beating, isn't it? We're well, either just, trying to undo our history or eliminate it altogether. It's killing me what the media is is not focusing on down there, mm-hmm. and it should be infrastructure, and they could be doing the residents a huge favor by focusing on this, but like you said, it, their priorities are elsewhere. But isn't that a direct reflection of the way people are currently voting, you guys? Because that's a thought that just came to my head. But if this guy wins so overwhelmingly, what would it take— for the voters to realize they're being poorly served. But I don't think it's be- it goes well, back to what we've always said. Not enough people are paying close enough attention. But Aren't they paying attention today when they can't get a drink of water or flush say, their toilet? That would, that would be an awakening for me. I guarantee you they would be if this uh, mayor was a Republican. Oh, yeah. Well, there's no chance of that. Uh, he's the bed you made, and now you have to lie in it. Uh and it's not working for you. And uh, not only has there been a white exit, any black who can is also exiting because there's nothing there that you can rely on or count on, right. except apparently a zoo. So you got that going. Zoo. So what you got you that feed, going for you. What are you going to feed the animals? The See, bad water. Yeah. Ooh. Who's going to clean out that cage? Right. Oh, that would harm the animals as much as it would harm the humans. A self-described progressive and socialist. Well, that doesn't work in America. That's not the way America was supposed to work. But that's where the mystery wants to take it. And are you seeing any examples anywhere that that's a wise idea? Are you seeing any examples anywhere that that actually works? Name me one place where it's working. Where is it working? Venezuela. Euphoria. Euphoria. I said in this country. (laughs) It It doesn't work. Nope. No, it doesn't even work in euphoria, Matt. The problem is they don't see it in euphoria. They don't get it. It's 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 where we are though. And and the uh uh the country cities are going to be uh, going to continue to be paying an increasing price for this. Crime, infrastructure, water, uh safety. Okay, but then again, going back to the voter, what what they're concerned about. Look at what's playing out right now in the governor's race in this state. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I what am are looking we, at What are we focusing on right now from one side of the campaign to the other side of the campaign? We're vo- focusing on one issue as it relates to the Democratic Party. Abortion. That's all they care about. But that's, that's all they have. That's the only thing that they're talking about. They could care less that crime is completely out of control. They could care less that we have one of the highest tax rates in the entire country. None of that matters to them. Actually, to be accurate, you should say they couldn't care less. You're right. They could. They couldn't care. <laughs> they less. could not They're care less. Right. It's not possible. For words them to mean care less. But have you Manure. seen the? Have you seen the KSTP polling? Yep. Uh, Walls polls favorably among people who think he's doing a good job with crime. So we have a real voter problem here too. We have a real problem of people uh, completely unaware. Of, of that their own stability and sustainability is at stake. And Walls basically is just hiding. Yep. And he can afford to. Jensen apparently doesn't have enough money to spread a message, and that message should be crime and finances. And he doesn't have the money to do it. And so you have polling here that suggests Walls is on top uh, of virtually every concern you can come up with. Those people polled obviously haven't been punched in the face and had their car taken from them yet. No, they haven't. I know somebody who has, and she'll still vote for Walls. (laughs) (laughs) Go figure. Uh, You know why you can still buy a car? I consider Volkswagen. Yeah. 
uh, even uh, even electric, because if somebody was going to figure out electric and do it correctly, would be Volkswagen with the IQ4. Uh, it's really uh, full of technology and stuff. 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 Well, it was the 2021 World Car of the Year. Uh, the family of Volkswagen SUVs are in stock and arriving daily. I'm talking about Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen in Maplewood, right on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61, a multi-generationally owned dealership. They don't own 50 stores. This is it. And they survive because they provide great products, great service, great people. I've shopped there. I will continue to. And those Volkswagen SUVs range from the Taos to the Tiguan to the uh, family size seven passenger Atlas with 5,000 pound towing capacity and IQ drive advanced safety systems. Uh, it's a, they make good stuff. Yeah, of course they do. I have two of their products and will continue to own them and continue to shop at Schmel's Countryside. Find out the inventory at SchmelzVW.com. How? are you today how are your floors today i hope they're going to be in better shape after you get some brand new floors and i know the place for you to get them redmond's flooring and design 763-316-3332 i'll give that again you can write it down let me tell you a little bit about mike and the crew at redmond's they're not overnighters they want this planned out properly they want you to go to the design center in anoka and they want you to have a plan they can do that. They've been doing it for over half a century. Their website, redmans.com, R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com. I give you the X. I want you to poke around, check out some of the reviews that they've had, learn about their wares, carpet, hardwood, tile, vinyl. They do just about everything. So if you need floor flooring, that's the place to go. If you need other products, well, check around their website. Again, they're not an overnight operation. They take their time and get it done right. They work with Mohawk, the biggest name in flooring. I'll tell you about Mohawk a little bit more later on this week. But right now, I want you to write this number down, 763-316-3332, or go to redmonds.com. Let them know that the Rook sent you. You get a free estimate. Mike and the crew for over half a century putting wonderful new carpet and kitchen flooring, etc., all over the state. I don't really know that I kind of made that up, but at least the metro area. 763-316-3332. Tell Mike and the crew at Redmond's Flooring and Design that you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Of course it works. It works miracles. Seafoam helps lubricate and keep the moving parts moving properly in your engine. The ethanol additives and gasoline... They tend to dry out the seals. They leave a varnish. It makes it harder for oil to lubricate the parts. Removing this varnish brings the engine back into top working order, promotes longer engine wear life, and helps the entire fuel system resist uh, corrosion. Uh, Seafoam also stabilizes the fuel and controls the small amount of moisture and helps preserve ignition vapors so engines start easier. You need that vapor in there, and that's... That's what helps you uh, fire up as soon as you turn the key. Thankfully, Seafoam is one of those products that are really easy to find. Convenience stores, auto parts stores, knack hardware stores, uh, big box stores, it doesn't matter. I've even seen it in grocery stores. A local company with a global reach and a true miracle in the world of bad gas, Seafoam. The White House press, press secretary is named Corrine Jean-Pierre. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has no business in that role. This is one of her all-timers. <laughs> Talking about the Nord Stream pipeline, which Putin has evilly shut off to freeze Europe to death this winter. Uh, here is Jean-Claude Van Damme. So you've heard us say this, that what, what we see Russia's doing, and we've been very clear about this, is that they're using energy, they're weaponizing energy, and it's choosing to, to one of the things that uh, has been out there, the shut down the pipeline of Nordstrom One. Wait, what? Yep. They shut down Nordstrom. Right. Nordstrom One. 
Yeah, they got to shut down the shoe department. Can't get anything there? <laughs> you can't. The Nordstrom's closed. Wait, closed. Come on. I'm not making it up. Play it again. Do they have the discount rack there, yeah. too? Mm-hmm. So you've heard us say this, that what, what we see Russia's doing, and we've been very clear about this, is that they're using energy, they're weaponizing energy, and it's choosing to, to one of the things that uh, has been out there to shut down the pipeline of Nordstrom 1. Wow. Nordstrom is a uh, department store. I've heard that. I believe it's based in Seattle, and it's the kind of store where she would shop. And uh, she had another doozy, by the way, in that same press conference. What was that, uh, son? I'm sorry. I was hoping you were. Well, I'll come back to her. So, um, Peter Doocy, who's not afraid to ask her a question or two in a setting, Mm -hmm. um, called her out for saying that um, she said that. the 2016 election she was not accepting of because President Trump had been elected. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he was explaining the difference between why that would be classified as extreme and doing, or doing it back then was not classified as extreme. Right. Of course not. Thanks, Green. A follow-up about the MAGA Republican attention. So if we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen, what about the 2016 election? Look, I'm not going to go back to where we were or what happened in 2016. We're going to focus on the here and now. We're going to focus on what's happening today, uh, this inflection point that the president pointed out uh, very clearly, very decisively uh, in, in a few speeches about what the country needs to do at this time to bring the country together. And he believes that's where majority of Americans are when it comes to protecting our democracy, when it comes to protecting our rights, and when it comes to protecting our freedoms. That's what we're going to talk about. About, that's what we're going to focus on, on where we are today. But just in trying to understand the new attention on the MAGA Republicans, you tweeted in 2016 oh, Trump stole yeah. an election. You I was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, great. here we go. <laughs> you tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results yeah. is extreme now, yeah. why was so it So let's, let's be really clear. That that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have How been, I have ridiculous. been, well, you're asking me, you're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And you said it was Wait, ridiculous. I was, I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the, uh, what was oh, in danger distinct. of voting rights. Oh. That's what I was speaking to at the time. Hmm. And here's the thing. I have said Governor Kemp won the election in Georgia. I've been clear about that. Uh, I have said President Trump won the election of 2016, and I've been clear about that. What we are talking about right now is, let's not forget what happened on January 6, 2021, when we saw an insurrection, a mob that was incited by the person who uh, occupied this campus, this facility. Yeah, she... uh... But isn't that Joe right there? A microcosm of everything that's going on. If 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 you are called out for truth, you immediately deflect, you deny, mm-hmm. and you pretend it never happened. Mm-hmm. And it's going on on every level of government, but both sides, but every level of government. Here's a woman who got the job uh, for no other reason, apparently, than she's a first, mm-hmm. the first gay black woman to. Is it, am I on the right track here? Uh, let's m- make sure we're using the but, right pronouns But think here. of her. But think of her career and how ineffective it must have been. Uh, whatever government job she held, what possibly could she have accomplished? And unfortunately, I think that's true of many of the thousands and thousands of people who work in Washington, D.C. What what possibly could this woman have contributed to the American scene in her various roles as an assistant third shift leader or whatever the hell she did, uh, kind of hovering around the background of being one of the insiders, and then the next thing you know, she's plucked to, to become the press secretary which she's not capable of being. She is the first black woman and first openly gay person to be named White House press secretary. Well, that's not enough. Not big on qualifications there, is it? I don't care who you're sleeping with. 
Name the, play the Nordstrom thing again. All right, we're going to go I mean, back. You can to... say, well, that's just a kind of a verbal typo. And... So you've heard us say this, that what, what we see Russia's doing, and we've been very clear about this, is that they're using energy, they're weaponizing energy, and it's choosing to, to one of the things that uh, has been out there to shut down the pipeline of Nordstrom 1. No, in the larger it's scheme of things, not it's a no, big deal. It's not a big deal, except she knows considerably more about Nordstrom than she does about Nord Stream. True, considerably more. Yeah, because uh, that's as far as her intellect would would take her. Would be able to understand Nordstrom, where she shops. Probably, Nord Stream is a completely different deal. A, yeah, you can't buy shoes there. No, shoe Does department that still closed work for the CP in her car. Used to be you put it in D. Went to Dayton's. But what about N? Put it in neutral. Go to Nordstrom's. <laughs> Just an interesting aside about that pipeline, that natural gas pipeline being shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, OPEC has also agreed to a, a cut in production. And Russia, of course, one of the shareholders on OPEC. Mm-hmm. So you see what they're do- doing here. Yeah, they're choking off the, uh, uh, the Greens who... Uh, have successfully managed to have their countries incapable of producing their own energy. They're also trying to drive the price back up just in time for winter. Right. Uh, None of what they're up to really works. And you're seeing it now. Uh, If this continues and Europe gets a cold winter, that's going to be a catastrophe. Mm-hmm. It's going to be serious S. Just a catastrophe. And Putin uh, cannot be counted on for compassion. No. <laughs> He's a, a devil and uh, can't die soon enough, although once he dies, his successor might be worse than he is. So it's like what you always say with the mayors. of Right. Yeah. That's a lousy, uh, that's a lousy outfit they got going in Russia. Yes. They got a lousy military. They got lousy leaders. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're bent on recapturing a history that was lousy. They uh, they're not the answer for a for a peaceful world. And they're acting this way c- currently because of the weakened state of our country. Mm-hmm. Because they know they'll be able to get away with it. Well, Nordstrom's going to be closed. <laughs> it's a tough one. So, stuff now. I'd get out there now to do your Christmas shopping, because uh, once the snow flies, right, you know you you won't find it as comfortable in Nordstrom, because <laughs> Nord Stream might shut off the gas to Nordstrom's, <laughs> and then you're really in trouble. So denying election results in sixteen isn't extreme, no. But if you do it today, it is. I'm just there's a lot. Like I said, there's a lot of rules. There's a lot of rules. Don wouldn't sell nuclear secrets, would he? Would Don sell those? I would. I would hope not. <laughs> the, the, the Washington Post is uh, reporting that underneath one of the beach umbrellas, they found top secret nuclear, the nuclear capabilities of foreign entities, and uh, it is, it is uh, hypothesized that. Don could sell those. Don wouldn't do that, would he? Don's a moron. His brain froze to death at the age of seven. But he's not going to sell nuclear secrets, is he? Hold on. I'm going to go to Facebook Marketplace right now. Let's see if they're up there. Uh, Nuclear. Nuclear secrets. If he did, they would be the best nuclear secrets. Oh, they'd be top. Resident Dum Dum with a question about Mm -hmm. that. As president... He does obtain the power to declassify documents. Okay. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Once those documents become declassified, can he then maintain ownership of said documents? I don't think so. Okay. That was my question. There was no need for him, there's no justifiable reason for him to have taken those kinds of documents to his private residence, period. You can take that from William Barr. You don't have to take it from me. Uh, on Marketplace right now, I have a nuclear splash suit, a, okay. a two-piece, four mil thick Is for $25. Um, nope. Somebody in Sioux Falls. Okay. Uh, I have something called Victoria's Secret Sets. 
Don uh, could be shelling those. So. That's Possibly. a Columbus, Nebraska. Okay. A- NIB fashion secret tape. You can tape up your uh, blouse if it's anything uh, from West Palm Beach, Oregon, Wisconsin. Not West Palm Beach. Anything and from then Palm Beach. A, a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of stuff from Victoria's Secrets. What would that have to do with what nuclear? Is well, Secret? I entered in nuclear secrets and got in. And you get up, you get you Victoria's get Victoria's Secrets. Secrets. There's a, a sexy new red bra. I'm sure you set off some kind of alarm where the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation is going to be calling you soon. What size is this bra? Oh, 38D. That'll fit me perfectly. (laughs) All right. Are you sure? You know where you can hang that bra on a gator hook? There you go. Hang her up to dry. Yep. Keeps I need help in aisle five. It'll even hold those kind of bras, those great big ones, you know, those canvas babies. Yes. Boulder holders. Yeah, boulder holders. Over the shoulder boulder You holder. hang them up on a gator magnetic hook. There's a, the, it's a patented magnetic technology. Don't ask me. You need to be a physicist yeah. to understand it. But, the, you know, a, a magnet has a north pole and a south pole. Yep. He's got all kinds of poles. Yeah. So uh, you put it on a steel surface. You can't take it off with your hand. You <laughs> must flip up the plastic lever and bing, bang, boom, the magnet nowhere. comes off and you move it down the way there and you start a new storage area somewhere else. Ain't going nowhere. These things are really cool. They turn every surface, every metal surface in your garage or house or work site into a place, you know what, to hang stuff. Oh. Gets everything off your floor. Uh, you can turn toolboxes and shelves and cabinets and workbenches and fire doors and f- your beer fridge. And, there you go. And freezers into useful storage spaces. We saw these things in action. They're very cool. And they have many, many options coming down the line. You can hang a basket between two hooks, and the basket yep. becomes a storage bin. Where is it? It ain't on the floor. Don't forget about the drink holders. That's oh, very important they, they in the garage. Got, it's, it's endless what's coming down the line with Gator Magnetics. And you can you can see all of these in action at GatorMagnetics.com. You can see Gator Hooks in action and learn much more about them. It's a really a nifty GarageLogic product. Well, it's not a GarageLogic product. It's a Gator Magnetic product that fits very well with GarageLogic. GatorMagnetics.com. Garage Logicians, I really, really want you to use this product that I'm about to tell you about because not only could it save your life, it's going to make your life so much easier. And I'm talking about Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. What are seasonal services? Well, you want to get that gutter clean. You want to get that roof wash, that unsightly lichen that's on there. They have a way to get rid of that. Window cleaning, house washing, oh, they do it all. You don't have to get up on the ladder, six to eight foot ladder, and clean out those gutters. I hate doing that. That's why you get in touch with them. The squeegee squad that they have, we've had so many jailers say they came in and they got out of there super quick and they were very, very efficient. Plus, you tell them that the uh, Rook Sension, you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast, they're going to waive the trip charge. I'll give you their telephone number, 612-888-5248, or you can go to kahunawindowcleaning.com to book a cleaning. And again, you want to waive that trip charge by just telling them you're a GLer. It is veteran-owned, and they are garage logicians. So do me a favor, stay off the ladders, and call them. The bottom line, it's easier and it's safer to have them do your cleaning when a ladder is needed. 612-888-5248. Give them a buzz today. I'm sure their schedule's filling up with fall just around the corner. Let them know that the Rook sent you, kahunawindowcleaning.com. Ooh, oh, good. Love monkey news. Truth, Justice, and the Souchere. This Dylan? Yes, sir. It's the Labor Day Liberty Limited Edition Flag Safe Sale running through September 25th at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove. Three offerings for your consideration. Uh, First, the Centurion 24 Flag Safe. It's a textured white with a 40-minute fire rating. It's got electronic lock and installed doll, uh, door panel and drop-down handle. That baby's on sale. Also, the Colonial 23 flag safe and the Colonial 50 flag safe. Both of those gloss white with 75-minute fire ratings, electronic locks, door panels, and single outlets for power. 
they are also on the sale docket. That Liberty brand, of course, the best built brand of safes here on the planet, made right here in the United States of America, offered locally at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Stop in, meet Rich, the owner. Uh, He's there Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove and on the web at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Brian Matura writes, by the way, I met Scott Matura at the fair. Yeah, Yeah, I saw him at Our Montana correspondent. I did too. I believe Brian's his brother. Yes. Brian writes, regarding the shooting incident inside the fairgrounds in front of the Midway and the triple homicide on the east side, it has been reported in both cases that the police involved have said there is no one in custody at this time, but we believe we know who was responsible. Imagine that. We know who the thugs are, and they are on the street and not locked up. Maybe this will get the attention of the voters when we find out who they are and that they've been let out of jail over and over. It's easy not to care when it doesn't happen in your neighborhood, but when it happens at the Minnesota State Fair, that should hit home with not only the two million people who attended the fair, but our entire state. What if a stray bullet hit a 10-year-old girl from southern Minnesota who was going to get some french fries after helping with her family farm animals? She was there all day in the cattle barn. Uh, What if? Pushing back with the space tower just out of view, Brian. Well, boy, I hate to be Debbie Downer, but that certainly could happen at the state fair. Yes, very much so. We we said yesterday we thought the fair was sacrosanct, but it is not. Uh, not any longer, because you are not punishing bad people. Nope. No because they're victims, you know. Mm-hmm. They're victims of, of oppression. The, the system. Yeah, they're it, victims of the and system. And stories like that, that's what keeps people away from the fair, mm-hmm. both the locals and people from outstate. Although the fair rebounded nicely this year in attendance. Yes. Was it 1.8? Yeah. 5, 4, yeah. something? All the records his- are modern. The history of the violence there, it always seems to be the final weekend in the evenings, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe close her down a little early then. Huh? Someone had speculated about that, Kenny, that maybe the the fair closing time should be about 8.30. But I don't know. Would, would, I think vendors would go for it, wouldn't hey, they? sell a lot of beer between 8.30 and I got a better idea. No admission. Leave it open till 11 on Saturday night. But no admission after 7 p.m. What about the concerts? Get, get there. in there by seven. Get there. That's too they bad. They usually start at seven anyway. Hmm. What is it right now? Are they nine o'clock? Is it I don't off? know when they shut off uh, admitting you into the fair. In other words, how long do I they sell nine. tickets? I think nine o'clock is the cutoff. Well, I'd bump that up to eight or seven. I'm, That's what I would do. You just got to get here early. I'm just glad that that. Well, I don't want to indict the security. How did the guy get a gun in there? Oh, maybe somebody threw it over the fence. Listen, when we used to go in a different way on the shuttle. That's true. You could have towed a nuclear missile. That's true. That said, Acme bomb to blow up entire yeah. world. It would have gone right through those guys. Yep. They wouldn't. Was, they didn't know. But that was back before there were metal detectors at the gates. Yeah. Right. Back when, you know. This is a great country where Reavers could sneak in three cases of beer to get us through the fair for two weeks. But I agree with you, but it was just a different time, don't you think? Those days need to come back. Mm-hmm. There's far too much sobriety at the fair this year. <laughs> that doesn't set right with me. It just doesn't seem right. I certainly never witnessed any poor behavior. Well, that's because we didn't have enough liquor on hand. No, but I, the one day I was out there with my two boys... I was I spent a couple hours at the Midway and nothing outlandish but there was there was some things where I thought oh that could be a problem later on today where mom and dad were having their way through the Midway if you know what I'm saying. Mhm. Hmm. I did hear from people Saturday who were in attendance Saturday and they said they felt a vibe that they felt a bad it, one? Yeah, they felt something amiss. But that might be Tempting for them to say after something bad happened. John Height was at the Jayhawks show, and he said there was a lot of drunkenness there. Really? From the elderly crowd. He really? said everybody his yeah. age and up, they were all just faced. Huh. 
stumbling around and was falling down. Was he there Saturday down. night or Sunday? Oh, whatever night the Jayhawks played. I thought they played. were there two nights in they a were, row. They were there two nights. I have no idea what night Jeez, I'd there. like to have seen them. I was only, but I'll be damned if I'm going back to the fair at night. You haven't seen the Jayhawks five million times? I have never seen them. What? No. 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 Just go to YouTube. Even when they bring the band to you? A lot easier just going to YouTube, Joe. Well, speaking of the fair, I have a note from Jason, whose uh, daughter uh, visited us at the fair. Her name was Willow. Yes. Right? Uh, Hail the flashlight. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not true. I got a note from Jason who writes, Hail the flashlight king, even though you foghorned both of my boys yesterday, I think it was Boone and... Uh, Erickson. Kaysen? Yes. Yeah. Kaysen? Kaysen, Kaysen, Kaysen. Whatever. Thanks, Ken. I'm sorry, Willow. Uh, even though you foghorned both of my boys' names yesterday, I am back to present you with this gem of a photo, Jason and Wadena. It's a picture of a Tesla. And you know how they have those flat racks that fit into the trailer hitch? Sure. Yes. Yep. It's carrying its own... Generator? Generator. Come on. I'm not kidding. That's cute. <laughs> oh, and I'll read you this. Those photos are making the rounds now on the internet, too. Everyone in California got a bulletin on their cell phone yesterday around the dinner hour telling them to preserve energy. So in California now, don't charge your EV nope. unless it's off-peak hours, and don't buy a gas car. Hmm. Well, what the hell? What are you supposed to do? Walk everywhere? Buck wagon. Stagecoach. <laughs> I'm not riding a horse. And the, and it had the fuel containers stuffed in the in the tray along with the generator. Mm-hmm. Gas, See, right gas the power generator. <laughs> See? That's almost as good as the uh, the guys working in the coal mine in Virginia yesterday. Pushed the dead electric vehicle down the road because the guy ran out of juice. <laughs> I don't, uh, well, I've been there before. I'm not going to say anything. Say, uh, you won't run out of juice on an electric bike. Uh, no, you won't. Well, let's say you did. It still pedals, <clears throat> right? Still right. goes. You got a knee problem, mm-hmm. you don't want to hit that hill? Hit the button. Boom, you're done. You get them at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville. The Bintelli is a popular e-bike. They, e-bike. they have other manufacturers. They have youth recreational equipment. They have gas-powered scooters that turn every urban errand into adventure. They have Vespas and Aprias and Moto Guzis. It's really, really a wonderful recreational stop. The store uh, in uh, Forest Lake it was new this summer. It's on Highway 97, immediately west of Interstate 35. And then they opened a store in Burnsville this summer, right on the service road off 35W. There's a big Pawn America there. You can find EcoFun next to that. Great service, great people, great apparel, helmets, of course. And uh, Kaylin, Tim's daughter, is an expert on the fit when it comes to an electric bike. So you can get the right fit, the right tires, the right equipment, the right saddle, the right handlebars for a really a lot of riding enjoyment that's still left this year. What the, Tomorrow the high is what, 90? Oh, yeah. It's going to be warm, bro. And uh, we got a lot of riding left for all that great equipment at EcoFun Motorsports. Check it out, too, on uh, EcoFunMotorsports.com. You know, I ran into a, a couple that uh, was very happy that I recommended Hofferman Water to them at the Minnesota State Fair. And you know what? You will be happy if you decide to make the switch as well. It's Reavers here once again for my friends at Hofferman Water, an independent water treatment dealer they are. And they offer sales, service, and rental units for Connecticut water treatment systems. That does include water softeners, iron rust and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners just simply cannot do. It's going to cut down on your salt usage, but it's also going to protect your appliances. Listen, bad water affects nearly every single aspect of your home, and I'm not 
not kidding. Your showers will become better with a new system from Kinetico, and so is your laundry, and not to mention your drinking water. So please get in touch with my friends at Hoffman Water, 952-894-4040, or just visit them online at HoffermanWater.com. It's Hofferman Water, proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them that you heard about them right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Tune bubble here. Here we go. You cannot, you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sujure. The Minnesota Weapons Collectors Association. They're holding a big show this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, the 10th and 11th at the Ramsey Adrenaline Center. That's on Highway 10, Armstrong Boulevard. It's 10 bucks to get in. Uh, dozens of exhibitors. You're going to see shotguns, rifles, scopes, ammo, magazines, all the goodies, uh, accessories. Uh, and you can even bring your trade-ins if that's your deal. They're open Saturday and Sunday, 9 to 5. Children 12 and under, free. 18 and under, you've got to have an adult with you. Go to mwca.org for more information. The Minnesota Weapons Collectors Association show, it's this weekend, September 10th and 11th. It's at the Ramsey Adrenaline Center on Highway 10 and Armstrong Boulevard. We have a chimpanzee. In Ukraine's Kharkiv, escaped from a zoo, but returned on a bicycle <laughs> while wearing a raincoat. <laughs> Where did he find the it raincoat? Was one hell of a night. <laughs> Footage of the champ of the chimpanzee exploring the streets of Kharkiv has gone viral on social media. Outsiders journalist Hannah Leobakova shared footage of the chimp on her Twitter page, and it has been viewed more than 350,000 times. Hmm. Ukraine and Kharkiv, a chimpanzee escaped from zoo. It was walking around the city while zoo employees tried to convince it to return, she tweeted. Suddenly it started to rain, and the ape ran to a zoo employee for a jacket and then agreed to return to the zoo. <laughs> The chimpanzee escaped and walked from the zoo to Dirzoprom in the square on Svobody Square on mm. Monday afternoon, according to Kharkiv public broadcaster Susplin. The video footage shows the chimpanzee calmly walking the streets before being approached by a woman. The woman then sat down with the chimpanzee. Other video footage shows the woman giving a raincoat to the chimpanzee and helping him put it on. <laughs> Makes sense. In another footage from the viral clip, the chimpanzee is seen being escorted away by three people while it sits atop a bicycle. <laughs> Despite the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine resulting in zoos closing, the care of the animals has not stopped. So here you have an escaped chimp. Okay. Well, he's he's got some he's got some rules. <laughs> but is he Look, I'm coming back. Yeah. But I got to have a bike right. and I got to have a raincoat. Here's my list and of demands. And it wouldn't bother me if you threw in a couple of Chesterfields. Well, it's like a, it's like the uh, the jailbreak yeah. where he's got he's got to call his guy and say, oh, "You need to leave the bike behind they the want tree me by back. the bushes." Get <laughs> me the bike and a coat and, and I'll talk. So nobody will know who I am. I need a raincoat. Yeah. It's going to need a zipper a Zippo though for those Chesterfields. Right. Chimp, don't you realize we're at war here? I don't care. I need my bike. Yeah, we got <laughs> I need a raincoat, and then maybe I'll come back. <laughs> and how about a couple of pierogies? Isn't that what? Was he out hooking up with a girlfriend? Or? Well, he sat on the bench with the lady who apparently helped him put on a raincoat. <laughs> and then he said, "What about the bike? Isn't that what <laughs> I got to have a bike?" Rook, isn't that what your guy Andy Dufresne? Didn't he? Didn't wasn't that his same deal? Andy had a monkey. And oh, the monkey learned you're to doing ride a somebody, bike. but it ain't. <laughs> For the, with Caliendo not here, this is the best you're going to get. Right. And he found the raincoat, and the lady, old lady helped him put it on. Then he rolled back to the prison <laughs> and wanted to talk to the warden. <laughs> the monkey prison. You know what the, what the zoo employees were doing? <clears throat> What's that? They were break. trying to convince him to return. They were, they were saying, come on, man. Come on back. How do you like, he went like this. 
Uh-uh. No, no, he's like a like dog. That, I gotta have a suit. Yeah, did they I sound have a like a, and a bicycle? They sound like the lady that was yelling at the bear for yeah. eating her kayak. Oh yeah, yeah, good point. Come on, monkey! Come on back! Come on! <laughs> but well, how did he learn how to ride a bike? That's that's the all monkeys know how to ride a bike. Oh, yeah. Instinctively, it's well yeah. known. That's part of the deal. They got those feet that grab <laughs> yeah. onto the pedals. That's part of the deal. Yeah. So are bears. Oh, yeah, because they do it at the circus. Joe, I can see a bear being trained, but a monkey. I I don't know if you realize just how popular of a story that this was, you guys, with this chimpanzee. Yeah. It inspired a song. Yeah. Were you aware of this? No. No. What's the song? Chimpanzee ride, not a Segway. Chimpanzee ride, not a Segway. Chimpanzee ride, not a Segway. Bam, 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 bam. Chimpanzee ride, not a Segway. Give me a rope and a rafter. Hey, stop that. Turn that crap off. God almighty. What's going to be a bigger earworm, that one or the the, uh, tree in the sky where the hole once stood? That's just as bad. But there's a hole in the bucket. Only because they come to us all the way from uh, Marlith Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans, whose exploits exploits can be viewed at worldwidewaftage.com. Okay. On this day in 1876, oh boy, today is uh, September 7th, Joe. The Younger Gang tried to rob the First National Bank in Northfield. Now, we learned yesterday yeah. that on September 6th of whatever year that was, uh, Younger died. Bookkeeper Joe Lee Haywood delayed the robbery by refusing to open the vault and played with his, and it pays and paid with his life. A gunfight in the streets of Northfield follows two of the robbers died and two more are wounded in the fight a posse caught up with the gang at Medelia a few days later killing one additional member and capturing three of the famous younger brothers Cole Bob and Jim who would be sentenced to life in prison two of the gang members escaped as the younger brothers often worked with Frank and Jesse James it was assumed that they took part in the crime but their guilt had never been proven so who, I saw somebody's ear in a museum in Northfield. Yeah. Who, I think it was ear? a younger, younger. Like you mean ear. Like, kind you of mean like, ear. You mean like younger, not older. The family's name was Younger. Now, well, you said the younger brothers. Somebody had a, an ear there. On this day in 1885, Minnesota celebrated its first Labor Day. Hmm. The state yeah. legislature declared the first Monday in September a legal holiday in 18. 18- 93. Hmm. And on this day in 1885, September 7th, the Minnesota State Fair opened. It was late. On its present grounds. Wow. The area was uh, St. Paul at the time and later part of Falcon Heights. The Twin Cities had battled about which one would host the fair, but Ramsey County's donation of 200 acres for a permanent fairgrounds cinched St. Paul's victory. The site had been the Ramsey County Poor Farm. The that his- subsequently moved over to White Bear Avenue. The historical museum is very worthwhile in Northfield. Yeah, you see the, an ear. The building had been the very last bank that the Jesse James gang tried to rob. Of course, they were defeated and run out of town, and their gang was destroyed. Sadly, two civilians were killed in the incident. One was a Swedish immigrant caught in the crossfire. The other was Robert Haywood, one of the bankers who lied and claimed he couldn't open the safe because it was on a timer and could not be opened. Whose ear did I see is all I care about. The safe was unlocked the entire time. The robbers never tried to open it. Oh. Uh, let's see. I, I, there was something about an ear. Uh, when visiting the museum, be sure to browbeat someone in the museum into letting you go down in the basement to see the skeleton of one of the robbers or some other unfortunate person who was mistaken for the dead robber and that same robber's uh, desiccated ear on a scalp. These items were removed from display several years ago as being too gruesome and distracting from the historical nature of the museum. See, I saw it when they were still on display in the main room. Yes. Yeah. But you got to... You know, now you need the, the secret password right. to see the ear. Maybe how did the ear? Bill. How did it become detached from the body? Oh. Did did they chew it off? I uh, don't know. It was an it ugly ear. It was an yeah, ugly ear. you know, probably kind of shrinkage, huh? On this day in 1996, September 7th, Kirby Puckett's "Salute to You" drew 51,000 fans of the Metrodome. On July 12, Puckett had announced his impending retirement. He was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame on Aug 5, 2001. 
We were yeah, there. It was a blast. And to think, only a month later was the terrorist attack in New York. Yeah. Huh. So we were in New York a month before oh, New wow. York was attacked. Wow. You're but right. a long way from right. Manhattan. Sure. Long, a long drive, huh? It really was. It really was a long drive there. Thank you, G. Hamburger! Uh, Did you guys road trip uh, on your way to Cooperstown? Uh, no. No, we, we were pretty. Flew. We were pretty. You know, we got there. We maybe knocked something back a little bit, but uh, it was, we were fairly well behaved. As far as you know. <laughs> Bob Gani remembers some stuff that I, I don't recall during the trip. Uh, I don't know. Any wool? The, Did anybody pull any wool? Uh, no wool pulling. I don't think that uh, that week. Wasn't that we went on trip. a boat trip. The quarters are too close. Remember that? Yes, that lake uh, Otsego. Yeah, great lake, long and skinny, kind of like me. And what do people there call their cottages? Sheds. Uh, camps. Camps. Oh, camps. camps. Yeah. Damn. Huh. You're not here for the camps, are you? Here we go. How about Garage right, Logic yeah, on let's, YouTube? Let's get this going here. Garage Logic is on YouTube, so check it out. You have to subscribe if you want to get inside all of the cool information. It's like trying to see the ear. Yes, give me the wink, 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 nudge, nudge, sign them all. Also, you can check us out. Uh, Pod MN has many different podcasts for you to choose from. It's kind of a warehouse of podcasts. Check it out on your smartphone, Pod MN, and visit us and follow us on all the other social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Cha. Is there a Cha app? Cha.